Welcome to 24 Cares. I'm Devin Owens-Toller, Leader of Operations and Analytics. And I'm Annalise Alamo, Culture Transformation Leader. We are Cares by KJE. We are a tech-enabled strategy and leadership development firm specializing in diversity, equity, and inclusion. Today, we are continuing the conversation with Mickey Woodard, CEO of the Texas, Texas Women's Foundation. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Welcome Thank back. you for having me. Yes. Right, so we are going to continue the conversation, um, but really talking about those gaps. So we're going to go there just a little bit, a mm -hmm. little bit more, peel the onion back a little bit more. What would you say to leaders of organizations who have not closed the gender gap by giving women more opportunities to lead? I think it's thinking about what are you missing? Mm. What are you missing in perspective? What are you missing in voice? How do you think about diversity? and having everyone at the table and how that will add to your organization and help you reach your customers and your goals in a more enhanced hmm. way. Uh, and there are plenty of organizations that are still missing that. Like yes. um, my dear friend Tashunda Duckett is the CEO of TIAA. She's one hmm. of two black women that are hmm. Fortune 500 CEOs. That's insane yeah. in 2022. And so how do we think about what's missing in that conversation for companies across America at all levels? That's the other yes. piece. If you look at it as a reverse funnel, you tend to have that voice more at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And as you get closer to the top, and as you get closer to leadership, and as you get closer to boards, mm. that's where it starts to disappear. Yeah. So it's like, what's the, what's the gap? Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. if, we, if we have them here, are we losing them? Where are they going? Mm -hmm. What's happening? And I think there's a lot of focus on that now. We've talked about that with our Economic Leadership Council, our ELC group, because they're seeing it in their own organizations coming out of COVID. Mm -hmm. Everybody talks about this great resignation and, and where are people going? I think it just gave us all the opportunity to step back mm -hmm. and evaluate and think about our choices. Yeah. And so that allowed women to make different choices, but that doesn't mean that the work is not important to make sure that you're creating a culture and a space where they want to be present, yeah. where they feel that they're valued, where they feel like they have opportunity to move up and that their voice is important. Yeah, And I think that's the, the second part of this conversation or this question is about what's the, the, the deficit in that growth um, in the representation, especially in leadership positions. Uh, oftentimes in, in companies I've worked for before because I come from an HR background, you know, the, the diversity initiative is hire more people, mm -hmm. like diverse hiring. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. I've met all my metrics. Yeah. I show you. Yeah. Right. I have the data, data to show I've hired mm -hmm. at, at the diverse levels, at the availability mm -hmm. levels and beyond. It's at that five to seven year mark you start seeing when you look at who's progressing yep. the succession plans etc that you don't see the movement and then we start losing mm -hmm. like attrition starts you know there's a correlation between not seeing the growth and yeah. then attrition falling off so how would you say companies should really tackle that piece because it's not it's not just about bringing them in that's exactly we can bring it. them in yeah right yeah. it's how to sustain develop advocate for them and give them the resources that's exactly it. and really thinking about what are you doing to prepare the space mm. it's not just having them in the room but then how are you saying you're in the room for a reason yeah we value you your skill sets we need your expertise we want you to lead and be successful in that. And not how are you saying it just on, in onboarding, but in all of your reviews, mm -hmm. in your mentorship opportunities. Are you giving them coaching? How are you listening to their challenges? 
you have to continue to prepare the space. You don't do it just once. Yeah. And I think that's where you have to make sure that you have people like you that were in HR, right? That, mm-hmm. that have that training to really think with business leaders, this is how we need to be intentional and specific to make sure that we don't see that decline because that decline is what's easier to happen. And then like, oh, we'll just hire more. Just fill those holes but you haven't prepared the space. Yes. yes, and I think that's the challenge that a lot of companies face mm-hmm. is how to prepare that space, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a change. Mm-hmm. It's a deliberate behavior change on even the subtle questions that you ask or you know, during a meeting, your mm-hmm. presence during a meeting. Are you inviting, mm-hmm. are you, you know, a, a micro affirming mm-hmm. um, you know, those, those types of behaviors? And that's a, that's a shift mm-hmm. for some, a culture that's not used to that. Absolutely, it's a change and it's an investment. Mm-hmm. And that's the other piece. Do you have the funding available to think about coaches and hiring people externally? Do you have the fortitude to think about mentoring and what else will be needed to prepare that space. Do you have the patience? Yes. This is not quick. Yes. Change is hard, change is messy, change is gray. But you have to, once you started that, be committed to see it all the way through. All of those things I think are key and critical. Yeah. Yeah. I think the patience piece is a big part of it because obviously when you have business achieve, you know, goals to achieve, you're like, I don't have time to invest in all that. Right? Like, mm-hmm. how long is it going to take? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with what I know, mm-hmm. right? And so that's the challenge too is the risk. I'm who I know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's more comfortable for mm-hmm. me. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. The other thing is you have to stick to your standard. You can't have exceptions back to the who you know. So you can't say, I'm going to do 90% of this. But for this role, just this role, just this one time, I'm just going to go ahead really quick and get this person in because I know what they can do. Once you start making those exceptions, mm. then you've sabotaged yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fire. Yes. <laughs> like, drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so I really love your focus on generation, mm. uh, generational diversity um, in young girls. I myself are, am super passionate about black girls in particular and just our, um, our experiences, our life trajectory, just from my own experiences, familial, mm-hmm. um, come from a very matriarchal family. Um, so you're also advocating for young girls. Mm-hmm. So what are the key issues impacting young girls today? So in Texas, where we have 14 million women, Mm. on average, most of them are young millennials. Wow. Right? And so as you're looking again at their path forward, there's things that we can advocate for that are very specific, and then there's something to me being in the chair. Mm. Some of that is just example. See us and know that you can be us. Mm. And know that we're going to reach back and do everything that we can. So for us... We have a Young Women's Institute, so we've got, we've got a program for everybody. Uh, so we've got young women in Dallas and in Houston, and here's what I love about our programs for young women. We give them nine months, we give them support, we give them um, tutoring and all these different sources of support and guidance, but then we say, tell us your issue. We're not gonna create it for you. And coming out of that, last year they were like mental health. Mm. And last year they were like voting rights. And this is what I see as the gaps in my community. Don't create the solutions for me. Yes. Work with me because I've got the ideas and believe in that. 
And that is where I think we change, not just the generation behind us, but hopefully they're able to change the generation behind them like you. Mm-hmm. I come from a very, um, fa- a family with a legacy, right, in mm-hmm. history. My great, 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 great grandmother graduated from Hampton Institute at the time uh, in 1890. Wow. 1890. Wow. But think her decisions, her choices, her struggle, I'm here. And that's what we're trying to do is see far down the path, not just the next generation, but it is working with the women that like we're doing through our Young Women's Institute and other initiatives that we have. Yeah, yeah, really investing mm-hmm. in changing the, just the way we grow up and the way we, um, you know, we grew up one way, we were instilled or told or taught certain things and kind of undoing the undoing and the unlearning of something that some of that to empower them at an even younger age to be able to hopefully they don't have to jump the the, the hurdles hopefully the hurdles aren't there anymore but if they're they are to jump those a little bit faster and say we'll listen to you yes we'll listen to you so Tell us what what you want us to help you focus on. And what I also love about our Women's Foundation is we work in concert with women's funds and foundations across the country. So a lot of us are doing this work with young women and a lot of us are sharing our learnings Mm -hmm. because it isn't just women, young women here or women here. Mm -hmm. It's gonna take all of us everywhere to push back. Yes. I love what you said about the longevity. I mean, my, my motto or hashtag in life is find your purpose, leave a legacy. Um, and yeah, you steal that. It's all right. <laughs> but that's, that's been kind of my, my mantra or my, my motto in life. And I think, you know, I've got teenage girls and one's in college and things like that. But, you know, thinking about, you know, sometimes it's short-term thinking for mm-hmm. them, right? Like, what can I get now? And it's instant gratification, right? Mm-hmm. I can Google something. Mm-hmm. I, get the, I get a text. I can get answers fairly quickly. Um, so it's, it's instilling that what you do now is also going to impact uh, future generations and kind of seeing that longevity mm-hmm. um, and the impact mm-hmm. uh, of that's what legacy they're going to leave behind. So exactly. I appreciate that about the investment in the young girls today and mental health is a number one thing right now. Yeah, and for them to be able to vocalize that, mm-hmm. a few years ago you probably didn't, you just struggled. Yes. And so for them to say, this is how we're struggling, we're looking at anxiety, we're mm-hmm. looking at depression, we're looking at the impact of social media, we're looking at bullying, help us. Yes. I'm here for that. Yes, for sure. That's great. And as we talk about as our our young girls enter into the workforce um, and that access starts there, right? As they enter in the workforce, um, in all the work that you're doing in research in education, healthcare, mental health, childcare, housing, to name a few, how does this holistic approach help us to prepare more women and girls for better opportunities in the future? Well, just take housing. How are we making sure that there's somewhere that they can afford? Mm somewhere safe that they can afford, somewhere safe with transportation that they can afford. It's all of these levels and layers and being really specific about that. And here in Dallas, that's challenging. If you're trying to work here in Plano, then how are you getting from South Dallas out here? What does that opportunity really look like for you? Or what does it not? And so for us, it's really all of those areas we think really ladder up to Is there access? Is there not? And for who? And being really intentional about those conversations and who we bring in. So we have 41 amazing women on our board. They help me with all of this. Nice. That's great. That's a lot of layers to think about. Yes, it is. (laughs) 
All right. Well, thanks so much. This has been a great conversation, really diving a little bit deeper into not just, um, I guess, women in the workplace, but young girls and how things are that trickle down and how things are impacting them. Thank you for tuning in and listening to 24 Carries, where we help you live a 24-7 commitment 365. Stay tuned for next week's episode as we continue the conversation with Mickey.